Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and it's Zine Thursday. I'm excited to do this one because, well, I've been wanting to get to this one for a bit. I reviewed the first issue of this zine, and I loved it. And I gotta be completely honest and straightforward, these issues here that I'm reviewing were sent to me. I did not pay for them, and I want to say thank you very much to the folks who sent them to me at Planar Compass, and I love them, and I'm really excited to review these. I'm going to also tell you that I've not had a chance to run the Planar Compass stuff, but I often don't run games when I first get them. I kind of collect them until i am got all the books together to run this campaign that I'm planning on doing. And this is a big part of a campaign that I have planned for in the future. And old school, well, probably I might actually use a slightly different system when I do run this, like Osric or Swords and Wizardry. But it's totally compatible with a lot of the old school systems that are out there. Now, I'm going to go into talking about Planar Compass, issue number two. Buccaneers of the Big Black. Like the first issue, which we're probably going to re-review here in the future because some of the other co-hosts have picked it up since I first reviewed it, and we'll probably go over a little more in-depth and do a few more Planar Compass episodes in the future because I'm a fan of it. <laughs> like the first issue, the art is amazing. The front cover, the illustration, is colorful, creative, and fun. I love the art. What you see when you open it in the first... I'm gonna, uh, Let me give you the idea of what's behind Planar Compass first. It's kind of if you take... If you're used to the old AD&D realms that we used to have, it's kind of if you take Planescape and merge it with Spelljammer, sort of. You've got all these ships floating around in the astral seas that going to different planes, and they've added a lot of really cool new elements that I've not seen in previous... Uh, previous approaches to traveling planes and stuff like that. The When you first open Planar Compass number two, it gives you the multiverse in brief. Really cool. Just a list of the different planes or different dimensions you can explore. I thought it was neat that listed right there is Dolanwood. And Dolanwood is the old school essentials kind of uh, setting that's out there. So, hey, it's already integrating all those. One of the cool things about running a campaign when you're doing planar travel and going different places is you can bust out a lot of your old settings, new settings. You can go look at other people's uh, settings that they've got zines for and stuff like that. And you can explore a lot of different things this way. I think it's a great approach to be able to do more things with your game. And they have a list there at the front of it, the multiverse in brief. It gives you the plane and a description of the plane, the inhabitants, the portals to it, and distance from Dreamhaven. Now, as this begins, the introduction, it tells you what books you're going to probably need to play to suggest the old school essentials books, the core books for that. And it also says you're going to need Planar Compass number one because a lot of the stuff in here was laid out at the foundation for it in Planar Compass number one, which we reviewed some months back on the on the podcast. And it gives you different classes and races, and it gives you a new psionics rule set to use that's pretty neat. 
Now, there's also a Planar Compass Players booklet, which is just as beautiful as the other two books, and it has the information there if you're going to be a player for your players to run, and I'd suggest picking that up. It's got the psionics in it listed and the different classes that are new, the classes and races that are added to this. So, as you first move in, one of the earliest things they do is have a little monsters uh, manual in here filled with a lot of neat monsters that are designed for, well, interplanar type games. And there are some really cool monsters that they've done in here that I think were neat. I can't really go over all the different ones, but I will give you a couple highlights real quick. I like the glass giant. The glass giant's not a tough giant to fight. He seems a little easy, but if you defeat him, he will shatter and cause you a great amount of damage, which I think is a pretty cool thing for a monster. There's this really interesting, unique monster also presented in here. As we get into this, they have rules for hex crawls, hex crawls through the planes, and then they have a hex crawl through this monster. <laughs> so it's presented, it's called a, a Keir, K-E-A-R. And the cure has a different lifestyle cycles. It it's uh, it kind of takes over people, and and you can run them as almost like I don't want to say zombie-ish, but it, like it, it'll uh, it'll kill you and use your body to to grow and grow, and it grows so big and massive that you can actually be swallowed up into it. And what they give you towards the back of the book to go with the cure is a cure hex crawl, pretty much where you get to travel through the monster and its intestines and everything else, which I thought was a really cool, creative, unique thing. I'm definitely going to do a Kier Hex Crawl. But that's getting a little ahead of, ahead of myself. It goes on to give you the different astral ships that are available, stats on them, their costs, uh, how much crew that it needs, hull points, and all this types of things. The basic essentials of running these ships. It even gives you psychic powers where you can kind of project a psionic ship and the different kinds of ships you can project. It goes on to give, as you keep on through this, this is a decent size. I think it may be like 70-some page zine. It's thick. It feels a lot thicker than the first issue. It gives you a lot of magic items that are very unique and s very suited for a, uh, a planar adventure type thing. One thing it gives is an approach to, he to running hexes, hex crawls. So it gives a, an approach to running a hex crawl, but it's running a hex crawl through interplanar travel. It's really neat. I would, before running it, I would have to reread through this entire section a little bit to make sure I'm doing it properly, but their approach is cool. It gives you lots of randomness, and it, it kind of makes the travel a little bit out of the player's control, but they have some control. You're given a point system where you can kind of try to steer things in the direction you're wanting to go planar-wise, so it's not... It's possible for players to try to get to the planes they want, but not 100% greatest thing for maneuverability. So it would be easy for the dungeon master to throw them into the plane he wants to go into. Now, when you get into this hex crawl, what's really cool that it gives you is it gives you a brief descriptions of the different planes. With the brief descriptions of the different planes, it gives you all kinds of specific encounters, benign encounters, dangerous encounters, it gives you things like weather and setting stuff, astral. So like, uh, like here we go, we start with the astral sea and it kind of goes over that. It gives you the psychic storms and things that can be encounters there. 
Then it goes into the air elemental of air. So you get into the plane of elemental air and it gives you potentially benign encounters, potentially dangerous encounters in atmosphere. I know one thing that I've found difficult in running different planar realms is having the kind of the kind of stuff like that's provided here to really flesh it out and give an illustration of what it is that's different about this world and how it stands out unique. And they do a good job of giving you that stuff and giving you good encounters that fit the different planes from the elemental air to the elemental earth, fire, water. And it goes on to even more bizarre and out there elements. One of the ele- one of the planes is Moors. It's a plane of death. So they give you all kinds of horrible things there. And the plane of Ordo is the plane of law and time. And it gives you quite a few of them, actually. Now, if I'm going to run this and I'm going to go to these different planes, these are great opportunities to pull out some of my older books, too. If you've got some old Planescape stuff laying around, you may have some great adventures that could puzzle into these real well. You can pull out your old manual of the planes and throw that stuff in here perfectly it gives me an opportunity to use books that i've loved and used for years and it really integrates them well then it gets into the Kier dungeon and the Kier dungeon is what i was talking about before this monster you get to dungeon delve in so you're swallowed like jonah in the whale but this massive um i want to say almost cthulhu like monster Cthulhu or almost like great old one maybe even less um sword I'm looking for less recognizable than something like Cthulhu some kind of mass glob of tentacles and eyes is the way I kind of picture it and it gives you the encounters that you would have inside of this thing biocorrosive ichor healing flora, abandoned treasures, all kinds of discoveries, bubonic barnacles. They have these barnacle things that come out and grow as a monster that that you have to kind of take out earlier. They get nastier and nastier. And then it gives you different room descriptions of places like the stomachs, the intestines, the waste chambers, egg chambers, blowholes. So it's, it's kind of a neat dungeon crawl idea. Unlike anything I've ever ran, I think it would be fun running inside the intestines and the insides of this creature and fighting what bizarre things exist in it. There are tables for traps and NPCs that can exist throughout this. There's a good little table here. It's the uh, notable features, and it gives you all kinds of things from temperatures, smells, tastes, uh, noises, adjective type things to help describe and flesh out the bizarre alienness of everything. Really well done. I'm a fan of this. Uh, at the very end, you get a few different adventure hooks and you get an astral fishing guide. So you can fish if you use something shiny, a certain thing, you get certain bonuses. Uh, it depends on what kind of bait you fish in the astral seas with. Uh, with no bait, you're not going to get any bonuses. With okay bait, bits of rations, worms, or even a bit of string meant to look like a worm, you get a plus one, so it kind of like moves you forward on the, the table, which you would get. And then if you have something shiny, deliciously scented, or otherwise special, you get a, a, even more bonuses to your fishing. And then it gives you a D100 table with the bizarre, interesting things you can fish out of the Astral Sea. Now... Now that I've kind of given you a brief overview of Planar Compass number two, 
I want to talk a little bit more about this. I think I've said earlier that I'm planning on running this. I think it's a great way if, you, if you've been picking up different zines and you have different people's stuff that you want to explore and jump from planes to planes and go from, from, from something different to something different in different worlds. This is a great way to use a kind of a central, um, a central setting to make that happen. And I think it's wonderful. You can do a lot with it. You can add a lot to it. There is an astral, or I'm sorry, there is a there is a planar compass number three that's going to be coming out soon. I'm going to try to put the link inside of the show notes for y'all. I don't think that this Kickstarter for it is going to be started until something like February, but you can go there and sign up to be notified when it comes out. I'm definitely going to be backing this one. I'm loving what they're doing. I'm kind of hoping that all of the planar compass zines get compiled to a hardback A5 size book eventually. Maybe with some extra information that wasn't in them. I'm excited to see what comes out of this in the future. And I'm really looking forward to it. I hope that if you have heard this, you will check it out. Because I strongly encourage it. I think there's great fun stuff in here. One of the things is one of my top uh, recommendations right now in the zine world. This is one of my favorites. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please leave us a positive review wherever you're listening. Share with your friends. Tell others about us. The positive reviews we've gotten so far have been so helpful. I want to thank everyone who's who's left those. You can find us on Facebook at Wobblies and Wizards. Just search Wobblies and Wizards there. We're pretty active. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hailcrom. And keep those dice rolling.